This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with the host, the goddess of food writing and critique, Milwaukee Magazine's Ann Christensen, and me, Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. On this week's episode... We got a lot of things to cover, including some news about uh, Crossroad Collective, the micro food hall on the east side. We also going to talk about the latest issue of Milwaukee Magazine. The cover is Bottoms Up. So we get into that. It's probably perfect for Thanksgiving because, you know, you're hanging with your family and you're probably going to get a little tired of your family. You're probably going to need to get a drink. So it's kind of a, a all things drinking issue of Milwaukee Magazine. Then we have a couple of uh, new openings happening soon, so we're also going to talk about that. But we're going to get into it with some news about the Crossroad Collective, and mm-hmm. so what's happening over there? What's going on? Well, when last we visited Crossroads, they had added a pasta bar and a raw bar. Mm-hmm. So there have been quite a few changes over the course of its um, less than a year. Has it been about a year? Been about a year. Been about, okay, like, yeah. Feels like it. Yeah, well, yeah, it feels like it. So... Um, what's, okay, so what's happening at the end of this year, they're going to be renewing some contracts and not renewing some contracts. So there's two vendors that are going to be leaving the collective. Mm -hmm. One of them is Beerline Cafe, which is the only vegan vendor, uh, in Crossroads and Falafel Guys, uh, which, uh, that surprised me. That's, um, that's the Middle Eastern space that they also have a restaurant. very popular. Yeah. Well, according to, um... Tim Gockman, who uh, uh, runs Newland Development and, or rather, Newland Enterprises, mm-hmm. which manages that space, owns that space. Um, Falafel guys cited uh, staffing challenges okay. for their for the reason of they're moving out, but they're going to keep their restaurant open and their food truck. Beerline said that it was lack of demand. They will have their they will continue to op- operate their demanding. restaurant over on Commerce. Yeah, yeah and then. Um, a new tenant is coming on board, and it's going to be called Juana Taco. And so we get an, another. So tacos coming back. Yes, because cool. uh, if you recall, those of us or those of us who go to Crossroads um, quite a bit, you you might know that Laughing Taco used to be yes. in that space. That was the first vendor to move out. Okay. So what kind of uh, uh, tacos will they plan to be doing? Do you know? Uh, they're going to be doing authentic Mexican and vegetarian options. Um, and the people that, that, uh, are opening Juana Taco also have a place on Van Buren called Mango's Cafe. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Um, and so it's going to differ from their Caribbean place, Mango's, by focusing specifically on authentic Mexican tacos and sides. So I see they're going to have horchata, elotes, um. Homemade guacamole, guacamole. elote, rice and beans, kid-friendly options. I love horchata. Cool. So we never talk about horchata, do we? No, we will be later. Okay. All right. In a way. In a way. Yes. In a way. In a way. Okay. And this is uh, going to open up in beginning of 2020. Uh, that is my understanding. Yes. Okay. Is that the only new one coming? Well, what will happen then is that uh, two people are moving out. One is moving in, so there's still going to be a space that they okay. need to fill. Okay. And. Um, it will be interesting to see what that will be as far as renewals go. Heaven's Table is definitely staying. Heaven's Table Barbecue, which is a crowd favorite, yes. and Scratch Ice Cream as well. I, I'm a big fan of Scratch Ice Cream as well. Cool. 
Coming up, we'll continue our conversation with uh, the cover issue of Milwaukee Magazine, which is all about drinking. Very Milwaukee, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Support for this bite comes from your membership and Society Insurance, an insurance company serving up a smorgasbord of coverages to restaurants and bars. Society Insurance offers restaurants and bar owners tailored insurance options. A full menu of Society's coverages, as well as risk prevention tips, are available at societyinsurance.com. Now we're back, and uh, we're about to get into... We have a new issue of Milwaukee Magazine about to hit the newsstands, and uh, what's on the cover is Bottoms Up, uh, your guide to the 50 of the best bars in town. Uh, it's kind of an overview of kind of drinking culture in Milwaukee, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's perfect for Thanksgiving because, you know, hang around your family. Sometimes you're like, ooh, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, I need a drink. Mm-hmm. So talk to me. How, how, how did you structure this uh, cover issue? We wanted to do a huge kind of deep dive into the drinking culture here. Uh, and, you know, everybody knows, and, and you've heard this as, as well, I'm sure people that have um, moved here from other places sometimes are kind of astounded by how much people drink here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, was, I lived in Minneapolis, and I thought, like, I'm from the South. People drink, but they yeah. savor they drink, if yeah. that makes sense. They, they slow. You think people pound? pound yeah, here? and I was in Minneapolis, and I thought, wow, they beat people crazy in Minneapolis. Yeah. And I came here, and I'm like, man, Minneapolis look like teetotalers. Yeah, no, it's true. Sometimes. I mean, there's a huge history here, obviously. I mean, when you look back to Milwaukee's relationship with beer, which mm-hmm. goes back to the old breweries, the German heritage, all of that. Um, we did a little, so so as far as the drinking guide, it it looks at cocktails, it looks at, at beer, and it looks at, at wine to an extent mm-hmm. because we didn't want it to just be like a laundry list of here's this bar, here's that bar. Although we do, you know, offer a selection of best bars and categories like um, cocktail bars. Mm-hmm. So we definitely do um, uh, listings of various kinds of bars, cocktail bars, classic bars, wine bars, places where, that we consider to be the best. So mm-hmm. we, we had a, a team of people from our staff and freelancers going out and sampling all these places. But also, we have a couple really interesting essays in the, in the um, feature. One is on the culture of drinking. So it, it gets exactly into why. Why? It, into why Milwaukee, or at least this essayist, yes. tries to figure out why is it so ingrained in our culture. And then did you, what was his uh, What was his take on take it? Take on it, yeah. You know, uh, I think part of it for him, he he looked at it in a really personal way. He's not from Milwaukee, but when he moved here, um, he, like everyone else, you know, who moves here pretty much, is shocked by how much um, consumption goes on and how, um, you know, you, you, you play softball, have a softball game, and there's always beers involved. Mm-hmm. You've got, like, a baby shower, and there's you know, on a Sunday and there's Bloody Marys. About, <laughs> yeah. I mean, except for the bride. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's always a reason to drink, it seems like. Yeah. So I think um, I think he he goes back, he definitely goes back in history and looks at, you know, some of the, you know, some of the, the our heritage, our, our ancestors, mm-hmm. you know. The Germans. Yeah, the <clears throat> Germans bringing, you know, definitely the beer culture. Also, um, way back when. The Poland, Polish, vodka. Slivovitz? Yeah. Actually, Slivovitz is not vodka. Uh, that's um, and actually, that's not Polish either. But it's um, 
Do you know what Slivovitz is? No, what is that? Oh, man. It's um, it's a plum brandy from Central and Eastern Europe. So if you go to Three Brothers, for instance, mm. you definitely want to drink some Slivovitz. Okay. But, yeah, for people that like brandy. But yeah. it's so true. I mean, you know, we have all have these sort of old world restaurants that we've grown mm. up with that we don't have that many of them now. But those are all really tied into liquor mm. and Because basically, like, I feel like some of those European countries have a heavy drinking culture. Exactly. Especially but you're right, they Poland, it over. Central Europe. And then you blend it all together yeah. in one city. Yeah. So maybe that's, that makes sense. It's, it's pretty fascinating. And also, you know, we often, you know, talk about brandy old fashions. People drink a lot of them here. There's a, a Wisconsin version of it. Uh, one of our freelancers, who's a New York Times writer, Robert Simonson, he's also an author. Um, he knows cocktails like the back of his hand. He delves into Wisconsin's brandy story. Like how that all started, yeah. and that's a fascinating was, story. Wasn't it something too. about the World Fair? No, that was custard. Yeah, well, there is custard. a fair. There is a there is a an origin story that's that supposedly dates yeah. to the 1893 Chicago World's Fair. That's where custard came from. It was like the New York World Fair. Well, so, apparently, the Corbell brothers mm-hmm. in that in, in 1893, um, they were they were wine they were they were winemakers. They from out west, they exhibited their new brandy. Um, and in Illinois, being as close as it is to Wisconsin, people think that perhaps there, you know, Milwaukeeans who visited that World's Fair came back to Milwaukee with brandy. And that's how brandy started to become really popular okay. here. Okay. Now, it is also interesting um, that, you know, it's not like this state is known for making a lot of brandies you know what i mean no it's not um right but it, but it is interesting though that wallersheim winery makes a press house brandy which is a, a recreation of the juice it produced before prohibition which is really really interesting and it uses grapes native to the united states um and uh by the way the old fashions that are made at miller park um, this year were made by Brandy, uh, made at Central Standard here in Milwaukee. Okay. So it isn't like Brandy isn't available here or produced here. It's just, you know, we're not like a leading yeah. producer of Brandy. Leading consumption of Brandy. Of consumption, yes. But it's just a really fascinating story that even gets into, like, um, advertising okay. and how that helps kind of spread You know what's funny? When I, get, when I order old fashions outside of the Midwest, yeah, they never ask... You know, we know old fashioned, especially in here, they always act sweet, bourbon, brandy, whatever, sour. Yeah. Go anywhere else. They don't ask you those options. They, it's yeah. a bourbon usually, and it's not sweet. It's that's, never su- That's right. That's, they never ask that. Well, that's what makes the Wisconsin old yeah. fashioned. It's sweet. So I get old fashioned, and I'm like, wait, you're not going to ask me? And I get this bitter, like, just like harsh drink that I'm not wasn't prepared for. So you you like sweet? I enjoy sweet. Yeah. I see. I would prefer to not have the sweet version. I don't know. I like the sweet. I'm like not too sweet. I don't want sour. I definitely don't want sour. Oh, I like sour. I just like, I yeah. just like to cut the sour with a little little sweetness. You know? Okay. That's All just right. me. I love the bottled one, the the Wisconsin made one. I have not had that. Um, what's his name? Um, Boxer. Oh, the bo- yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Those sure. are really, really good. They have a brandy sweet, and they have a bourbon one now. Huh, interesting. Okay. And now I think they now serve a, we talked about it, they have a Manhattan, bottle Manhattan version. But they're, I think they're Milwaukee, Milwaukee area uh, company that bottles. And they do a very good job, I think, personally. Well, speaking of uh, products that products. are made in mm-hmm. Wisconsin, we also do a roundup, or I did a roundup 
of um, of uh, specific products that are made here that you can incorporate into a cocktail. Um, um, you, many people know about Bitter Cube yes. um, and all the bitters that they make in that in the really cool apothecary. And now they're making liqueurs. I think they're, got, they're getting to the liqueur business too. Well, I um, they are definitely on the road to expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, once you know, since they moved to their new facility um, that's out on Lisbon. Um, but so along with Bitter Cube, Top Note Tonics, um, obviously Great Lakes Distillery is known for a lot of um, its various, you know, vodkas mm-hmm. and other liquors. But I, I actually talked about their absinthe. Yes, um, I still have some left at my house. You do? Okay. Yes. Well, you know, that is a very interesting drink that um, I think a lot of people don't know how to drink it. That's Rex. They still think it's, yeah, well, some people still think it's banned. It's really, it's not. So the story, um, I guess the sorry, the story is it, you, the wormwood. Yeah, was taken out of it, right? And I think they put it back in. Yeah. America made it legal again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it really doesn't do any. You have to drink a ton of it to right. get any kind of psychedelic effect of that wormwood. Right, right. Um, and there's a really high alcohol content to it as well. Oh yeah. Um, but in in my understanding is that if you're really new to it. You could try drinking like an ounce of it with cold water, and then you kind of mm. stir it up and it gets cloudy. Mm-hmm. So that's one way of drinking it. Or you could add, you could add a teaspoon of it to a simple syrup, mm. and kind of kind of sweeten it, sort of couch it a little bit, and Not then the and traditional then sip it. was it a Hemingway Hemingway? What's the author? Um, do a little sugar cube and then. Oh, well, might have been Hemingway. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Anthony Bourdain did a. Actually oh, did the, of course he did. He did the traditional way where they like poured in this weird thing, okay, and then put the spoon, the sugar on it, and then like turn. They call it the Green Fairy. Oh, interesting. When you do Tweak. that. You have so much. You were you have so many interesting things that you remember from Bourdain's shows too, which I, I think memorable are shows. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so there's a lot of things to delve into, including talk um, about the thing most people don't realize: rum chata. Oh. Which is a national thing. Yeah, you think people don't know that it's made here? It's made in Pewaukee. Yeah, actually. Mo- I bet like seventy five percent of people in this in this area don't realize rum chata is from this area. I also was surprised that it's already been ten years yeah. since they came out with it, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. And not only that, if you go to their website, there are like hundreds of recipes of ways you can use rum chata. I drink it straight. I believe you probably do, but it is one of those things that. Um, it's kind of fun to have it around, yeah. especially during the holidays, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could drink it straight like Tariq does. You can make it, put it in a martini. I mean, there's a lot of applications for rum chata. Um, but, yeah, it is definitely nationally known. I see one image that I haven't seen before. Central Standard yeah. is getting into this the hard seltzer. Is that the hard seltzer? It's not seltzer, though. It's, it's hard water, so it's still. Hard water. Yes. Still, that's, that's, is that new? I never even it's heard of new, it. It's new, in fact. Um, like, as far the, as like nationwide. Yeah. In fact, they came out with this. They wanted to get into that market, but they wanted to create something that nobody else had done. I don't know how so, to feel about that. Well, uh, I have yet to taste this. I want to taste it. That seems very dangerous. You can like trick people. You think, still. you think more so than if it's if it's sparkly? Well, I think the sparkly you might be thinking. Like, oh, I don't know. Conscious wise, but like still water. I don't know. Yeah. Well, like anyway, they 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 have four flavors of it, including there's a dragon fruit pear. Um, there's a berry flavored, you know, mm-hmm. kind of 
along the lines of the different seltzers mm. that you see out there. But it is interesting that it is just yeah. still. Just, and that's Central Standard that came out with this. And you can get it at, at, at you know, liquor stores around town. Because one of you actually f- taste the alcohol. If you don't, that's even more dangerous. Yeah. Right? Well, anyway. probably. I don't know. And Great Lakes Distillery, um, I know we didn't talk about it. Uh, saw they announced their they, they teamed up, I think it was Mobcraft, released a beer called, I think it was a lager called Chaser. Yeah, I mean, it's. Which is perfect kind of for their product. They jumped it's, it's into kinda, the beer market. But it's, I think it's, it's not, it's complementary to their products, right? Like Bloody Mary's. Yeah. So they have a, their own chaser. You can get oh, yeah, your yeah, vodka. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And it's kind of surprising that it's yeah. taken him this long to do it, I guess. And um, uh, another thing I wanted to just talk about, really cool, you kind of, it's a little blurb. Oh, bar snacks? Bar snacks. Yeah. Talk about that. Um, you know, uh, people often think of, you know, um, food they can eat at the bar. If you're going to a bar and they don't have any snacks or food, you might be in a little bit of trouble because it really kind of, it, it may good. set it's, the it's t- smart. Well, they need to have something because, you know, people, you don't want people to drink too it's much. It's a law in Portland. I think Portland has a law right? that you have to have food if you're a bar. Okay. For well, that reason. Yeah. Well, and, and makes, in Spain, it, it does make sense. And Spain has all those, you know, Spain's known for having great yes. food. Yes, 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 yes. But I wouldn't say necessarily it's free food. Spain, it's it's free as long as you drink. As long as you drink, it's free. That's okay. Anthony Remember Anthony Oh, did that yes. Yeah. And honestly, my brother and his family just went to Spain. It was crazy food. You like. can, you can, and, and honestly, you can, a dollar goes a long way yeah. in Spain. Like in, in, in Barcelona, well, especially. Well, the, probably in a number Like of, I remember the story, as long cities, as you drink, but, the food will keep coming. Yeah. Well, anyway, so um, there are, I'm sure, plenty more places that offer snacks, but I have a little roundup of them. This is, now, one of them I mentioned is is Comic Cafe. You probably have heard before that on Sunday nights they they have unlimited free bacon. I forgot about that. See, oh so maybe some people forget. That's why we wanted to bring it back. Remind people that from six o'clock to close, free bacon at the bar. I got to do that this weekend. Sunday night TV and free bacon. I need that. Um, Blue, which is the cocktail lounge mm-hmm. up at the top of the Fister. Um, they often the cashews are kind of legendary. Those bowls really? of cashews. That people come in and just grab a handful, but they also do like fresh kettle chips, popcorn, kind of seasoned popcorns, just good snacks, mm. snacks that they make there, you know, never, um, as opposed out of a, you know, like a bag or something like that. I've been there several times and I, they never give me snacks. What? Yeah. Maybe somebody ate all the snacks. Maybe. And um, Art Bar, you're familiar with, obviously, because yep. you, you live in River West. Um, their trail mix at the bar is kind of legendary, too. People are, are really oh, yes. into the trail mix at the bar, at at art, art bar. But again, I just, I honestly think, I'm not going to say I think it needs to be a law here or anything, but I do think it's it's a really nice, it's not only a nice gesture, but it's a really smart thing to do if you're not offering food or a menu and you, you're you going to be dealing with people that could be and drinking a lot. Especially the city's known for his lack of late night food option in the first place. Right. right? Um, I think it's, it's. I don't know. It'd be great to start that, like, part of Milwaukee culture. Like, really start doing, you don't have to do crazy, like, Spanish stuff. Yeah. But, like, amp it up. Like, when I'm drinking, I want something salty. Right. And the thing is, yeah, people buy more stuff when they're sure. eating. I mean, and, and there are plenty of places, I think more places, where they might have a few of these snacks, but it's, like, two or three bucks. Yeah. Foundation like, has jerky. Is it free? No. Okay. Not free. So, like, the, you know, Centro Cafe, they have mm. a new Bar Centro. Um, which is really cute. I mentioned it in the story. It's a really cute little cocktail bar, a little wine bar. 
And for a very small amount of money, you can get, um, they do these really good spice nuts. I'm a huge fan of nuts and olives. I could make a meal out of that with maybe cheese <laughs> and crackers. Yeah. And I got, no, to me, I mean, that's just, it's really, I love that. They have some really nice olives, some really good um, uh, European olives that are room temperature, not cold. Please, room temperature. <laughs> so much more flavor. The texture's better. And some really nice spice nuts. Mm. Again, you have to pay a few bucks for that. But yeah. um, again, I, I'm with you, though. I think there should be more snack options. Because you think about it. They should do it free because people probably buy more drinks. Uh, yeah. Because, as I say, they make most restaurants more, well, of course, well, bars. It makes more it money. It encourages them to drink, drink. more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to make the fruit, you know, if you buy two cocktails, minimum two cocktails, you bring out some free food for you, then that sort of justifies, right. you know. Because I do. When I'm drinking, I, I'm, I'm like, there's a natural tendency for me. I want to eat something. That's me. Eat. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't know absolutely. anybody else here, but, like, to drink, continuing to drink and not have no, anything to eat. It does not work. That bothers me. You yeah. Know? So I don't know. I think I think maybe there should be a law. Yeah. We should talk to the alderman that you have to require something. You know. But cool. So that was uh, we talked about kind of the kind of the overview of the cover issue of the uh, uh, forthcoming latest issue of uh, Milwaukee Magazine, uh, titled "Bottoms Up." Kind of the whole drinking, kind of a roundup of drinking culture in Milwaukee. And your guide to 50 of the best bars in yes. town. Yes, so cool. And there's also a guide to happy hours in there as well. And and craft a craft beer update from our beer guy, cool. Chris Drosner. If you're if you're into beer, this yeah. is also an issue you want to pick it's up. A perfect Thanksgiving issue. Does it, does it come out before Thanksgiving? Oh, yes. Actually, okay. it'll be out, yeah, in fact, right in perfect timing for Thanksgiving. Also, the cover cocktail, if you're looking at it right now, it's kind of fun because can you see that? That citrus fruit that's being yeah. sprayed on the top of the cocktail. This is the new Manhattan, a very interesting glass for a Manhattan, but the new one that they're they're just debuting at Hotel Madrid. Okay, I like that glass better than martini glasses. It's actually. just it's not one that you would expect a, yeah. a Manhattan. It seems more functional. Yeah, martini glasses are not functional. Um, speaking of Madrid, though, Hotel Madrid, um, and I have something on happy hours in this issue. Have you ever been there on Sundays when they're all of the food on the anything under fifteen dollars is half price. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. So it's their like Sunday happy hour, oh, but cool. it's all night. Oh, nice Sunday too. So I got bacon and Hotel Madrid on Sundays. Yeah. Got something to do this Sunday. Uh, next, we got a couple of uh, new places that are opening up in Milwaukee. Uh, let's kick it off with uh, uh, the good folks that. Uh, Formerly known as uh, the person who used to run Kasana. Kasana. They have a. Anna Docta, who um, was running Kasana uh, and was most recently working um, at Sweet Diner. Uh, she's in the process of opening a tapas bar. It's, a, I guess, a wine, tequila, and tapas bar that's going to occupy the old Batches Bakery in the Third Ward, um, which is across from Dan Dan. It's a really small space, though. So if you talk about an intimate, Little Tapas Bar, that's what this is going to have to be. Um, but I'm glad to see somebody is going to take over that space. Um, interestingly enough, um, if you remember Kasana, it was opened first as a catering business and then it became a restaurant. She's trained; She was trained in Spain. So um, Cavas, which is the name of this Tapas Bar, is going to have a you know, Spanish focus. So hence the Tapas um, Cava Cava, you know, Cava is yes. a Spanish sparkling wine, mm-hmm. so that's where that name comes from. Um, but she's also going to feature, in addition to Spanish wines and other European wines, 
She's going to have Mexican tequilas and and various cocktails as well. So um, I don't have an opening date for it yet because I think it's pretty new. Uh, but that's something interesting to look forward to. Cool. And then finally, uh, on December 4th, uh, there's a, a place called uh, uh, Triciclo, uh, which is a food cart. Triciclo? Triciclo. Um, uh, food cart that serve empanadas. They're going to get a brick-and-mortar spot opening on the west side December 4th. And they will be serving, uh, of course, their uh, empanadas, different varieties, like empanada lima with beef, which is uh, onion, garlic, sweet raisins, and boiled egg. Then you have a chicken one that has onion, garlic, red pepper, green olive, raisins, and boiled egg. There's a veggie one, chorizo one, which you call empanada Wisconsin, and a corn and cheese version as well. But also, there will be a Pisco bar serving a variety of Pisco cocktails. Of course, the most popular one is your favorite. Pisco Sour. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be located at 3801 West Valite Street. Um, that, that place is also house uh, Pete's Pops storefront there. So it'll be a perfect place yeah, to get summer. I'm I assuming they're going to be collaborating once. Uh, I think that's such a great idea. Pisco I Pops. I love it. Pisco could Pops. Could you, in, or, you know, not only Pisco Pops, well, yeah, Pisco Sour Pops could be really fun. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe cocktails where there's a, a Popsicle Pop in it. Like, you know what I mean? That you're dipping in it. Oh, he did that at the Diplomat. Exactly, at the Diplomat. So that is a fun idea. I would love to see them collaborate. And I love knowing that there's more businesses um, that are opening, are hopefully yeah. going to bring in uh, more more businesses to that part of the city. I think it's I great. like how they do that when we're, our station used to be located over there. And when we left, when we were there, there was nothing, nothing over there. <laughs> when we were there, 88.9 was based over there. And then when we left... Everybody starts going over there. And I was like, really? Seriously? Yeah, I know. I know. So upsetting. Anyway. I know, Tariq. Well, that concludes this week's edition of This Bites. This Bites is produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, NPR, anywhere you get your podcasts. And always stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. Incidentally. Did you see that post I, I shared with you about Malort? Yes. I, I, I know the we gotta, post. We got to try that. Okay. Tariq, you should explain what, what that means to those so on the radio. Can, so some place in Chicago decided to amp, like, Malort was not enough for a shot to test your metal. So they added a Malort with the kind of the jus from the hot beef sandwiches with the, uh, with the gardenia juice on top of it. So that it's all mixed repulsive. together. So absolutely uh, repulsive. We're gonna get that bottle uh, for you, Anne, for the holidays. Great, thank you so much. I bet it really. I bet it really probably makes the Malort taste really good. I mean, oh, think about man, it. Man, I don't know. You eat it anyway. The Jew and the Gardenia already. It's already good together. I, my, why don't you just use it as a marinade for like a short rib or something? I don't know. I mean, that's, it's almost the territory <laughs> we're getting into here. I'm surprised you haven't started cooking with it. I bet, I bet it probably actually is not that bad. Uh, I don't know. You know, have the little fat skimming at the top of the like Malort. Like a little, little beef fat Malort <laughs> cocktail. Yeah. Well, just so you know, because Malort is not a Wisconsin invention, it was not part of our drinking guide. But it's it's part, part of, of it's. Brandy's not, a, but Malort is now kind of part of our culture. I now. don't think. It's a part of your culture. No, if you go to any good dive bar, there'll be Malort. 
it's part of it. Okay, but you can't now. put it in the same category as brandy. Because people from Chicago live here now. You can't yeah. exclude them. That's kind of not cool. We gotta be. I we gotta don't be inclusive. see people clamoring for Malort. We gotta be inclusive. Like you you. should have added in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we have a Malort cocktail contest here in Milwaukee. Okay, now. here's a dumb question though. Knowing that the wormwood in absinthe, mm-hmm. is there any like, I don't know, crossover with absinthe and Malort? Yeah, like mixed, or just an any anything reminiscent, you know. No, I think Malort is, is just pure wormwood extract. Yeah. So, I mean, you're getting a lot more flavor. In, you get in, more wormwood. No, no, no. But but if you're going with absinthe, you're getting more complexity of Yeah. I of think there's, there's added yeah. herbals and stuff in absinthe, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Sazerac, I love. That's a cocktail yeah. I love. I have, excuse me, never tried absinthe on its own. Oh, yeah. It's it's. Actually, I'm not a licorice kind of fan, but I enjoy absinthe by yeah, myself. Yeah, I'm not a lic- I'm not a super licorice. But kind I don't of like licorice because licorice is just gross. Yeah, like, like anise and licorice, like pure anise, it's a little more. But I love fennel. I love yeah. fresh fennel. Yeah, so I just don't like licorice. I think that's just nasty. So, do you eat licorice? Like no. A- oh, see, I love red licorice. It's- oh, that's not licorice flavor. No, no, black, you're talking about licorice. black licorice. Yeah, yeah I don't the like original black. Thing. Yeah, no, no, no. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know exactly what All you're saying. All that red I'm not, stuff is just. Added. I don't like black black yeah. licorice either. But yeah. you know what I remember drinking when I was younger for whatever reason. I don't know. Someone got me on this for a very short period of time. Sambuca, mm. which again is is that anise yeah. flavor that can be good though. Yeah. Many and you know, people. I have to say, I have a, one of my close friends is of Greek descent. He loves Uzo. That's another Uzo, one. Uzo, yes. I've had Uzo when I lived in, uh, went to a friend of mine's party or something. We had Uzo. A lot of Greek yeah. family just kept. If you think, are Greek, Uzo, you have to drink Uzo. Uzo. Yeah, Uzo. I know. And I, was like, I can't drink that stuff. Uh, no more the taste, and I'm getting, ooh. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. Have a so great weekend. So much to talk about when it comes to drinking, right? Yeah. And yes, have a great weekend. Have a good weekend. Great. Have a great weekend, Anne. Thanks, you too.